I also feel like this has fucking Zack Snyder written all over it, and that's why he whoa, got it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. This yeah, feels I like, like this. all this energy coming from Florida. This... You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. Hey Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. I haven't set up my new laptop with the uh, with the soundboard, so I have yeah. to like figure everything out <laughs> to, again. To be honest, I'd, I'd really consider whether or not you go back. No, I mean okay, the mouth okay. horns. The mouth horns are now <laughs> iconic. However, no, yeah, it's really that. true. Once you go mouth horn, you don't go back. Okay. Well, welcome to yeah, films of black and white. <laughs> welcome to films of black and white, everybody. Um, oh, I am coming to you live from Orlando, Florida, uh, wow. because I am I am here for a conference, um, and I'm happy to be here. It's been a great day, but I'm happy to be with my my guys. I'm happy to be with my crew. Um, and Hello. let's 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 As get is. right into it. Um, so let's kick it on over to a one Marcus Thompson. Uh, Marcus, I'm, I'm noticing a different last name today. What's, yes, uh, what's going on there? Uh, yes, I decided to take the last name of my wife, Tessa Thompson. So <laughs> I am now Marcus Thompson and address me as such, or I will get upset because I put, re- put respect on my wife's name. Um, I'm so sorry, Mr. Thompson. Thank you. I, appreciate that. I hope there's not like going to be like some chris rock will smith scenario if i mess it up today uh there might be you know i am feeling very will smithy today so you know just be careful everybody well thank you you would have to come to florida so i feel that's empowered true. and how many flights does that take that's two two flights from south dakota solid icebreaker when you're but no we we are here um i have a lot to get through today because yes. you know marvel and this Marvel fatigue, um, but we're here, you know what I mean? And, and I'm doing all right. So yeah, good. Here. Good. Glad to hear it. And let's mm-hmm. uh, not so, second, but certainly not least a one mighty Brian. Brian, how are you today, sir? Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm just so elated to be here. I, I took a week off of work last week and today was my first day back. And so there was just a lot going on. I was talking to Marcus Thompson uh, before the podcast Thank started. You. Thank and, you. Uh, just lots of stuff and just, you know, basic communication can go a long way. I'm finding in my new job that like I'm like an air traffic controller of like feelings mm. and messages, which is not what you expect. So it's a good role oh. for me, though. Um, yeah, but yeah there was fit. lots of communicating and are we on the same page and all that stuff. So I'm very happy to be in a space where like I know we're all on the same page and we can just talk about this movie and get <laughs> yes. into the guts yeah. of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's, you know, that's interesting. I love getting in the guts. It's true. Oh god! Or the Why rocks. did you say it's true? The rocks, did... the, the guts, the, the god you've said... sword. Because because you've been on record as being that yeah. that way. Yeah. So it's uh, confirmed. It's absolutely it's true. confirmed. Um, but Be gentlemen, I, no, I'm I want to say something. Hold on, give me. Please. Oh wait, I forgot. Already. Sorry, my bad. No, yes, it's your turn, Doug. Sorry. How are you doing, Douglas? I am doing quite well. Uh, Like I said, I'm here in Florida for a conference, uh, Anthology Together Together 2022. Um, It's been a great past, like, like 36 hours. So I did something bold, and I landed at 2.50 p.m. Eastern Time and went 
straight to the hotel and then straight to Epcot after that and tried to do as much Epcot as I could in six hours. And y'all, it was a good day. It was a great day. I have more on that later. Uh, I got to try out the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride and I have a lot more on that later. Um, But uh, yeah, it's I'm just happy to be here. So Marcus, take it away. Doug is lit. Thing. Shout wow. out to Doug out there I'm trying to doing yeah. the damn thing. Now, how did your body feel after getting off the flight and then going straight to Epcot? <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, mistakes were made. Uh yeah. I, it was okay. a great day, but I can tell you that like after riding essentially like three thrill rides in close proximity, mm, after again, yeah. everybody, two mm. flights, two flights. <laughs> Two, um, two. It, two, 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 count them. It'll be a pop quiz uh, at the end of this podcast. Uh, uh, how many flights does it take? How many flights does it but take? After being on that, and here's the other thing. Like, my flight was at 8, but I was up early, as you are. That yeah. happens. You know, you get up yep. early when you fly because you're just, your body's ready to do it. And so I got up at, like, 5.30 so I could start, like, I ate breakfast, and then I went to the airport because it's, the Sioux Falls airport, you can just like walk in and they're like, Hey, welcome. You're going on a plane today. And I'm like, you are not going to ask me anything else. Like, no, you're here to fly. So that's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I went, I went and, but that the last thing I ate was like at 11 o'clock. And I don't know if you know this, but it's not great to like go on thrill rides on an empty stomach. No, it's not like you. So it took me a minute. It took me a minute uh, to kind of get into the rhythm and to not have my body not hate me. But it was good. It was fun. Oh it's well worth it. But that's awesome. a good question. That's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you're doing all right. I was good. Yeah. Well, and yeah, Epcot too. Like Epcot is just so weirdly designed because they were really trying oh. to do something. But it's yeah. just all concrete. It's just yeah. concrete Ooh. for days. And then it's Pound like, that pavement. hey. Yeah walk around this giant lake so you can't go directly to any of the the different country areas yeah so like it's just you're walking like you're getting your twenty thousand steps that day whether you like it or not yeah i think when i look like bush gardens a little uh, bit yes absolutely yeah Yeah. i feel like when i looked at my watch at the end of the day i had walked like seven miles and that's after and that's after two plane rides like that's because mark bryant Because Brian, to your point, you're like, oh, you're in Mexico and you want to get to Great Britain? Strap on those shoes, asshole, because you're walking. There's no direct how it works. There's there's nothing to get. There's no way to go the way the crow flies. Yeah, no. You made that decision. You know what you're here for. Well, yeah, of course. I knew what I was getting into. It's fine. You knew what you were getting into. It's absolutely galaxy. Before we get started, I do want to tell everybody to make sure that you are following us on our socials. Follow us on Instagram at underscore underscore. Nope. Up at films and black and white on Instagram. Sorry, I was about to do the mantra. Follow us at also follow the mantra. But no, that's later. That's later. That's later. But follow (laughs) us on Instagram at films and black and white. Then also follow us on Twitter at films in B underscore W. And then also follow us on TikTok at films in black and white, where we three man a TikTok, and you just never know what you're going to see. We are the the thruple of TikTok. We are. And while you're at it, also make sure that you join our Patty family. Watch every episode live before it drops. Sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com backslash films in black and white. That's at patreon.com backslash films in black and white. And I just want to add one thing here. I had somebody ask me, why would I join the Patreon to see the stuff live? And the reason I'm going to tell you this is because you can be part of the conversation right Mm -hmm. now. If we're talking Mm -hmm. about Thor, Love and Thunder and you're like, hey, what about this? And we don't Mm -hmm. talk about it. 
you can join the Patty family. Type that it's out. True. We're gonna see your message. We're gonna, yep. Uh, yeah, I believe Logan Rot has dropped by as part of the Patty family. Chris Schultons, a ton mm-hmm. of other people, and we answer your questions right away. So right that's away. a great reason to join, and you get to be part of this community. We'll respond. We'll figure this out, and and you know whether. <laughs> all that's all the things we're gonna get into yeah. with Thor Love and Thunder. Also, I would like to mention that it is great to be a part of our Patty family because mm-hmm. you get to submit a quote to us for us that's to guess. True. And one yeah. of our Patty family members, oh, yeah. we're not gonna do a quote this week because mm-hmm. just things happened. But um Roman Myers has pledged that he will donate, what was it, ten dollars? Yeah, I think he said every, $10. Yeah. So he's going to, every time we read a quote of his, and if he gets it, if we get it right, he's going to donate $10 to a charity mm-hmm. of our choosing. And mm-hmm. I just want everyone to start submitting quotes. So in order to do that, you got to be a part of the Padley family. So mm-hmm. be be philanthropic and join mm-hmm. the Patty family, will you? Yep. So I do have the quote. I do have the quote. Ooh, if we need it, never I was mind. Prepared. Yeah, oh, if you um, know, if I we do have, have it. Let's do it. Fuck, okay, give us that I, quote. I, just, I have it from the email. All right, so everybody, it is time for catch that quotable. Catch that quotable. Yeah, nice. that's what I'm talking about, y'all. All right, here we go. I am pulling up the thing right now. Right Good. now, okay. As of this right great. now, this is right great now. for audio. Okay. Yep. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Is everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I am this ready. This is from one Roman Myers. All right, Roman. And as we're straddling from one deal to the next, who's got his eye on the planet? I know what this is. I know exactly what this is. As we are straddling from one deal to the next, who's got his eye on the planet as the air thickens, the water sours, and even the bee's honey takes on the metallic taste of radioactivity. And it just keeps coming faster and faster. There's no chance to think, to prepare. It's It buys futures, sells futures when there is no future. Would you like me to read it one more time? Uh, no, because I'm no. not going to get it. Okay. Uh, right. One more time for our guest. Yeah, yeah read go it for again. it. All right. <laughs> and as we're straddling from one deal to the next, who's got his eye on the planet as the air thickens, the water sours, and even the bee's honey takes on the metallic taste of radioactivity? And it just keeps coming faster and faster. There's no chance to think, to prepare. It's buys future, it sells future when there is no future. I know what this is. So I I want to guess. I'm glad you know what it is, but I yeah. want to guess as to Me what too. it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is clearly a like end of times movie. Mm. I also feel like this has fucking Zack Snyder written all over it, and that's why he whoa, got it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This yeah, feels I like, like all this energy coming from Florida. This this is a this is well it's Florida. This is just the type of energy you get <laughs> when you're right? a Florida man. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm right. I'm yeah, you are a Florida. Florida man today. Don't forget um, your Trump flag. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay here's my, I don't know it. Okay, here's my guess. Yeah. Okay. Is this Superman Returns? The brand It is Ryan? not. Okay. It is not. That's a great like, I, I definitely see how you got there. Brian, yeah. did you have any guess? Did you want to try? I, uh, 
Jupiter. Uh, uh, it's the one with the cat ears. Jupiter ascending. I don't know. Oh, no, um, I like that movie too. He did have cat ears in there. Yeah, I, but it's obviously something about the planet, and we're corrupting the planet, and the antagonist like is hurting the planet, and the, I don't know what is hurting the planet and it's <laughs> the substance is gonna like it's it, i'm gonna kick myself what is this movie oh <laughs> uh, okay uh it <laughs> this is so funny because it's one of my favorite movies but it scares the fuck out of me every time this is the devil's advocate oh this is, is when al pacino, really? al pacino is talking to and somebody can confirm for me um I mean, but al pacino is talking to keanu reeves i think and there's this guy who's jogging who works for the law firm right and i think it's the scene where the guy is being chased by al pacino spoiler alert al pacino's the devil so i mean you know (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know if anybody knew that but yeah so al pacino's the devil but so there's this guy that's jogging who is a part of the firm who threatened keanu reeves and he's being chased while he's jogging ends up getting killed by two homeless men because basically the devil sets him up like to die and he threatened like you know what i mean like the devil literally made a phone call and was like, go get what's his name. I need him page. And then two homeless people who are also devils or demons kill this guy. And cause huh. he keeps saying, uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? His name is John. The character in is a John, this John, something John Bertinani or John. There's a million John Bertinani's. There's a million running into the future and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. Huh. So I don't, okay. you know, uh, all okay. right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, it yes. Is. Yeah. It is. 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 Yeah. He cut out go. the uh, Mark uh, Roman cut out the first Eddie Barzoom. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, that's this is yeah. All right, okay. there it is, Marcus. Yeah, that was good. I got it, Marcus, Marcus. That was solid, man. Thank you. Well, thank you. You know, Roman gets one. You. Uh, you come out the gate giving us incentive to get it right, and that's <laughs> all the incentive you, we needed. Put money. You put money on the line. I guarantee Marcus gonna show up every time. I guarantee. <laughs> Uh, when there's, we're not we're not gonna guess quotes right for free we're gonna no, uh, when there's no. a little bit of stank in the no. game we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make it work so if, I mean, it's, if it's good if it's good why not charge that's like, a great marcus point. had so much confidence that i chunked it i mean i went i went with a with a wachowski film like what am yeah. i doing over here <laughs> like it's a classic devil's advocate so i hope you all were entertained entertained by that especially roman and i apologize that, for the hostility i brought to it being no, it's okay. potentially an Zack Snyder movie. No, don't, right. don't yeah, apologize. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe we should apologize. Anyway, uh, um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, all right, well, gentlemen, we have a movie to get into. Yes, and we do. This week, when we, we saw uh, <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes, there we did. There for our Patreon members, wow. uh, there on the screen, and all poster. of its. 80s glory um and so we are going to get into it but marcus would you no no i would like doug to do it because he's read the comic and doug and brian can split it because you both have read it that's so i mean i would like you both to split it doug i'll follow your leader i'll pick up wherever you want to stop okay i will do my best so what had happened was was (laughs) okay so this is this this is guy there's this guy on an alien planet, and he's with Is his this daughter. a me interpretation, or are you really doing the the, the thing? I think it's a I'm mix doing. Of both. I think I'm doing you doing the doing yeah, the okay. summary. All right, so all right. that's fine. I'm not doing okay. an accent, so we should all be okay with that. That's um, all right. That's all right. No AAV uh, <laughs> is being used. Brian, so, look at Brian. Brian's so Brian, 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 
But I say I no longer want any parts of this. It's like I am now resigning as a member of Films of Black and White. If Brian, um, yeah, if we're I gonna talk Doug, about Thor: Love and Thunder. Don't you dare do an AAV yeah, act. What is happening? Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, um, if, Brian, if I hear if I hear if I hear Doug go yo yo yo, but welcome to shiggity, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. All right, what's papping? What's papping? What's papping? Oh God, this film, this podcast is gonna be just called Films and White on White. It's just that's it. Nothing else. That's that's a bad podcast. Don't listen to that <laughs> one. Don't listen to our and don't unsubscribe. Don't, like, unsubscribe to that one. All right. What had happened was mm-hmm. there is this there's this person, there's this alien on another planet, and it's just desert. Like this whole planet is dead. And essentially, this this alien is with his daughter, and he is trying to keep them alive, and he's praying and hoping that his god shows up to to basically save him. And what ends up happening is his daughter dies, and so he feels this calling to what looks like an oasis in a desert. Um, and so he gets there, and he actually finds the god that he was praying for, and he was like, yo, man, uh, yeah, you're here. Thank, thank goodness. Like, you're here to save me. And essentially, the god is like, I don't give a shit about you, basically. Like, I don't care you at all. Um, and what the God yeah. says is like, oh, we just were able to to kill the person who is carrying um, this this sword that is, what's the name of the sword again, Brian? It's, it's like a, a necro sword. The necro sword. So yeah, he's carrying the necro sword. We were able to bring him down. And so that's when Gore, we find out the, the alien's name, played by Christian Bale, um, here's the calling of the Necrosword, picks it up, kills his god, and that in that moment is essentially that's where he decides that all gods must go away. And so that's kind of where we leave it. We then jump to Thor hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of being a little bit more like reserved and a little bit more like waiting to be called in to actually help than actually like being sort of the certainly different than the Thor like first movie where he's a little bit more arrogant and a little bit more braggadocious, definitely more reserved going through it. And for lack of a better word, (laughs) Um, so he gets this interpretation. He gets this message from Lady Sif that there is there's this person Gore, the God Butcher is here. Someone has to come help. So he and Korg leave the Guardians and they go help. And essentially that's when they learn more about the God Butcher. They also then kind of intersplice this with finding out what Jane Foster is doing. And we find out that Jane Foster is desperately trying to figure out how to cure herself of the cancer that she's been afflicted with. Uh, oh, spoiler alert, by the way, like I haven't given anything major away to this point, but halfway through the summary, you should probably turn back <laughs> if you have. If, yeah, pin. if yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a pin in this from now on. Um, it's too late. <laughs> if you're here, just stay here. Don't it's go too late. It's too late. <laughs> um, anyway, so Jane's trying to cure herself of her cancer, and she sort of gets this idea that like if she picked up Mjolnir. She reads it from some of these North North mythology books that she had like sitting in her in her uh, lab. She kind of finds out like if I pick this up, it might heal me like and I might be able to beat this cancer because it's stage four and nothing I'm doing is working. And essentially, I need to be making final plans. So she goes to news Asgard. That's where we pick it up with Marcus's wife, Tessa Thompson. Sorry, Marcus Thompson, Tessa Thompson, his wife, Marcus Thompson. Um, Thompson. Um, We yep, that's right there. Um, and so we pick it up where she is being sort of president of new Asgard and they She's have so built fun. this whole shrine to the foundation of new Asgard, which comes from the end of Thor Ragnarok. They've also encased where Mjolnir was destroyed and where it was basically broken apart. Um, and so 
without giving too many things away and to sort of bring this on home as far as a summary is concerned. So Jane is able, the Mjolnir reassembles itself and she becomes Mighty Thor as a comic reference. Um, and then it's sort of the story of how Jane, Thor, and Tessa Thompson are like, they journey across the universe to try to beat Gore, the God butcher, butcher um, and stop him from getting to the center of the universe where he can wish to make all gods go away. And that's sort of the overall gist of the movie. What did I miss? No, no that's, I, mean, that I mean, that's yeah. the gist. That's yeah. the gist of it. Some kids got kidnapped, but that's pretty much in, it. In there. Yep. That, you're right. That's the motivation. The, the Guardian is a nice vignette, but yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, that's, no, that was that's it. the gist. Hey, yeah, that that's awesome. Good. Look at that. Your job, though. I thank you. Um, so this is, as far as like cast is concerned, yes. this is. There's not a lot of new folks that are in this. This is very much the same people yeah. that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. So Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Tessa Thompson is uh, Valkyrie. Jane Foss. Uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, Natalie Portman. Natalie oh, Portman. My God. Natalie Portman. Ooh, see, Florida's gotten to me. Um, <laughs> Natalie Portman. That's going to be my excuse for the rest of the podcast. Um, it's got it's got me. Um, Natalie Portman is uh, Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. Um, mm -hmm. The big two in here that are a reveal would be Christian Bale plays Gore the God Butcher, and then fucking Maximus Decimus Meridius himself plays um, plays <laughs> Zeus. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Fat Fingers himself has played Zeus. Um, and so Mr. we've got Road Russell Crowe. We've got Mr. Road Rage himself. Oh my gosh, Zeus. we watched that. Yeah, We did. <laughs> Ryan, we did. I turned to Marcus in the theater and I said the last time we saw him <laughs> was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so Russell Crowe plays Zeus, but much of this is like same people like there's not yeah. a lot of introduction all the guardians yeah. are the same based yeah. by the same so yeah. um yeah hmm. so that's that's a little bit of a rundown of the cast does do either of you have any report on box office numbers yet oh I that today in my research i, I do uh okay. i'm gonna, what do we I'm got? gonna bring it up here uh fantastic in the meantime as i'm pulling up the official numbers there was like a lot of twitter speak about okay. Like, oh no, this 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 movie only made twenty-seven million dollars on, on on Thursday night previews. They're they're oh, it's yeah, not gonna turn out well. And I was like, twenty-seven million on previews alone is like that's 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 wild. Like that's what people like wish for. Okay. Globally, this opened to three hundred and two million on a two hundred and fifty dollar budget. So it's congratulations, fine. you're already making you your money it. back one weekish. You did it. I mean, as, as if we expected anything, as if yeah. we expected anything else. So it debuted domestically with 143 million. Um, so a lot of like global sales here basically do an equal lifting. Um, sure. It's the best opening for a Thor movie. Uh, I don't. Yeah. And we can do analysis later, but those are the hard numbers. That's fantastic. Gentlemen, did this come out when it was supposed to? No, no, it did not. Yeah. Did he get yeah, pushed no, back? Yeah, oh, yeah. So. I'm yeah. pulling that up now. Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be out November 5th, 2021. So yeah. not crazy far back, but yeah. still no. an eight-month delay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Is, and Brian has some good points I, that we'll point out in my Marvel rabbit hole tangent about... I, 
I'm Can't ready. Wait. How close these release dates are, but I'll get into that um, after Oof. we talk about. Love, love. We do need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we love do. And but, ju- but gentlemen, let's start off as we usually do with what did you all thoughts on this? What did you think? What did you? What was your reaction? How did you feel about it? Just right off the jump. Well, Marcus was talking right before we started that he he felt like he was right about stuff or like he expected some stuff. So, Marcus, <sighs> do you want to start with that? Oh, my God. Well, it it didn't have anything to do necessarily with Thor Love and Thunder as an individual oh. film. Oh, but OK, then we can we can so save I'll, that for later. Yeah, I'll save it for later because that's going to be a part of the Marvel tangent. What I will okay. say is that I do want to apologize because I made a TikTok where I was rating where, you know, what movies went where out of the last yeah. six movies in phase four. And I, I, I did put Ragnarok. I did say that this movie was better than Thor Ragnarok. And then oh, I went and an rewatched choice. Thor Ragnarok and it's a little bit better. It's not like a, it's not like miles ahead greater. Thor yeah. Ragnarok just does something story-wise with the amount of characters that they have really, yeah. really well. And I think I was just on this Thor Love and Thunder high because it was the first time I felt like, oh, thank God it was a good Marvel movie that I didn't have <laughs> to work hard to, you know, consume or anything. You know what I mean? No, like it was just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, there was no so, connective tissue to cut through. Like that's that's no. one of the things that I I think this movie does well. And yeah. I would even say to a certain extent, kind of building off of Ragnarok's success a little bit too. This movie had no like, well, you better have caught up. On, yeah. Like mm-hmm. kind of it kind of dumped you and was like, no, you can pick this up right now, and that's uh, yeah. it's going to be just fine. So this I, could, I this could have a been point. a lot of people's uh, first Thor movie. If like oh, let's sure. say they didn't watch anything before, yep. him, right? This could be a lot of people's first introduction into Thor, and he's a completely different character, like Doug said, from this film and mm-hmm. the first yeah. film. Oh yeah, so I, that's really it's just really it's really interesting. So I did like I didn't have to work too hard. I like the story that it told at its skeleton, although it's based off the comic book. But I also like the actors. Everybody balanced yeah. well. I didn't think I me personally. I didn't know what to think about Natalie Portman, but she ended up killing it. So I'm mm. glad they wrote her and that character the way that they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. Brian? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I like I, I was writing about this online. Like this, this movie felt like this is exactly what I expected. It felt like it was made for yeah. me. Like I I'm officially like in the Taika fan club like okay. he just i don't know he like he just gets this character and i i shared this with maggie when i started in the mcu i was like man iron man he's so cool caps my guy but like iron man's so cool caps my guy and thor's whatever he's there yeah and mm-hmm. now i i just this character has evolved to the point where it's examining these stories about family and friendship yeah. and what that actually means that i'm like Okay, I'm like really vibing with Thor right now. Yeah. And I feel like this movie is a testament to it because it just makes it, I don't know, it's it is zany at times. Like the jokes mm-hmm. are off the wall, the humor is very specific, but yep. so is basically everything else happening around Thor. I mean, we've turned New Asgard into a tourist destination with theme park rides, and he then rides stormbreaker like a witch on a broom and it all works like it it all works I zany and fun but it still That's focuses hilarious. on these like super serious concepts like he tricks you being like this is going to be a space viking slasher and then all of a sudden it's like anyway when we're faced with our own mortality it matters who you <laughs> love rather than what you do and i'm like and, right. and it just comes out of nowhere yeah yeah That's a good point That's, That's a, good a great point. point i i will say this i think 
I think in addition to so there not being any connective tissue that you have to sort of sort through with this one. Yeah. I think one of the things that I really appreciate about the movie and I really liked was I appreciate those. I appreciate the overall like aesthetic that he that oh, yeah. that that Taika has managed to like achieve with this. I mean, yes. having this be Korg like updating the story of Thor like periodically yes. throughout the movie and that being a major beat I thought sort of the energy surrounding the whole film was was really really well done I have a one thing that kind of stuck with me that I had a hard time with but overall yeah. like this was really well done and I appreciate the overall vibe the movie had like it was just it was a good ride like there was no I wasn't yeah. disappointed I wasn't looking back going like oh I wish they would have done this but it was good. It was good overall. I mean, I enjoyed this is this is a 1980s fantasy poster as a movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that is what I expected. That's what I wanted. And that's exactly what I got. And a little bit more, in all fairness. Um, yeah. This is a Lisa also, Frank folder. Yes. This is a Lisa Frank folder <laughs> cover, but make it superheroes. That's all. Lisa yeah, Frank. pretty much like and I duh, I, I dig it. I dig pretty much everything oh, yeah. top to bottom. I had two qualms with it, but they weren't like game breaking. And I really liked Natalie Portman in this. I know some people felt like some of the humor with her fell flat, but I also feel like the, the, the yeah. character of Jane Foster is this hyper nerd. Like she is not yeah. someone who is charming. She is not some like the first time you meet Jane Foster, she's trying to teach you something like that's yes. That's what that's yeah. what her shtick is. Like mm. when we first meet her in the original Thor, she's trying to teach people about Einstein Rosen bridges like and she's doing the Kat same Dennings. thing here. Exactly. And that's how she opens yeah. the movie. She's like teaching people about wormholes. Like she's not someone like Thor that's like, ah, hey, you. like, how are you? I don't know. That's yeah. not a good Thor accent, but no, like, that's, that's like what's a pirate? That was um, good. That was anyway, a good Thor. I wasn't disappointed. Well, that's the anyway, that's the character of Jane Foster. Like, and that's even <laughs> part of her arc. She's like, what's my catchphrase? Like only yeah. a hyper super nerd would be thinking about this stuff. Like, like that's who Jane Foster is. And I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I I think one of the things that I wish here's my wish for this is what the one thing that I think I have feelings about the the Jane Foster Mighty Thor. Let's do it. Is, and again, spoil alert. Uh, oh, we got stuff to talk about with Mighty Thor. I yeah, feel like I feel like this is an example. Unless there's something bigger planned with that post that second post credit scene. Yeah. I feel like we kind of wasted her. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say have... she was wasted, but go ahead. What do you, what do you Wait, mean? Wasted might be being a little too harsh, but I would okay. say like, I would say I wanted more of her. Yeah. It's still, it hmm. still felt like for a majority of the movie, with the exception of the first, like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, she's, she's in Thor's shadow for the majority of this. And yes, I just, what I appreciated. I about what I like about her comic book run is that she's by herself. Like this is, yeah, she is, she is Thor. Like that is, that yep. is, we are centrally focused on her story. And I do feel like there are at times where they focused more on her as a coupling to Chris, to Chris Hemsworth's Thor than it was yeah. as her as her own single identity. And that's, that's yeah. again, being very nitpicky, but it's kind of something that I noticed. Hmm. I, I think it's worth noting, though, because I sure. think in the I think I think in the comics and not to make it all about the comics, but oh, like the comics does give her more agency 
because mm-hmm. that setup is like Thor is not a Thor Odinson, who I'm going to refer to as the traditional Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor Odinson is not worthy to wield the hammer at that yes. point in the comics. And it, and they make it very clear. And Jane, who becomes Mighty Thor, is worthy. Yes. And so like there's that dichotomy with that original story. Yes. I don't mind how this one came about because... I think you can play with the idea of like, yeah, sure. multiple people are worthy to carry this hammer. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? Right. Uh, and I, I have think a question that's about that too. I also have. Yeah. Well, I have a question. Have the I have a question. Because yeah. <clears throat> technically, technically she wasn't worthy. Technically. He was told, he told Thor told Mjolnir. Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I have a fat tone. Mjolnir, Thor told the hammer to, uh, protect her. Do what you you know when he was when they were in a relationship. He whispered to the hammer, "Hey, do what you can to protect her." Blah 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 blah. When he was in love with her, and, and it, it held that secret. So to me, I don't know. Yeah. Does the rule still apply when she approached the hammer because she can't pick it up? The hammer came together itself because it saw her in need. Does mm-hmm. that still deem her worthy, or is it just following through with what Thor said? Also, I- my question. My read on that, so my read on that was he he did like drunk. By the way, gotta take a moment here. I loved the montage of the relationship. That's I think that is probably yes. one of the best points of the movie. I also think Avengers, like any Avengers character, is at its best when they show them as a fish out of water in normal oh, life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. It happened in Age of Ultron when they're just hanging out. Absolutely. Like those moments are really precious, and I'm really mm-hmm. happy they built that in retroactively from a continuity standpoint. Sure. But I, when he was drunk talking to his hammer, it just glowed the Norse symbol. Like it didn't. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was unclear to me exactly what happened, other than it was like, okay, I'll protect James. Right, real quick, right yes, there. So yes, in the Marcus. first Thor, yeah, when when his father whispers to the hammer, "Whosoever be worthy of this hammer," I think that same symbol pops it absolutely up did, and it was the words te- inside of the symbol. It was the words inside of the symbol. So when yep. Thor's father, oh. when Odin whispers to the hammer in the first one, after Thor becomes unworthy. He tells him whoever deems this, you know, whoever wields this yeah. hammer that is worthy, they get the power of Thor. And then he sends the hammer out to wherever right. it goes. Right. That same thing happened in this case because there Thor is technically the king of Asgard so and he is now Odin. Trinity now. symbol on anything. That is a Norse right. contract. And well, you should get a lawyer involved. <laughs> he can enchant. Well, Basically I mean, Nordic is. better call the, Nordic. Nor- guys, Nordic, Nordic symbols are legally binding. That's the way I interpret it. You better be call careful. Nordic Saul. Yeah, better Nordic call. Stall. Oh my better gosh. Call Nordic Stall, Stall, Lawyerson. Oh Lawyerson. my gosh. <laughs> Lawyerson. <laughs> All right, move on. This is going to be a rabbit hole. Move Your on. Honor, yeah. This incantation <laughs> was illegally spun. And Your that Honor, way, the enchantress my client no did not knowingly pick up an axe with a trinity symbol on it he did it he did it because he had to cut trees down and now this man is committed to being a superhero for the rest of his life i want him out of the contract he didn't understand what he was getting into i i I guess i guess you could read it as that because thor it's not i mean like thor can enchant things like we find this out in the finale i guess you could read it like that and it i see how that fits on the other hand, this mm-hmm. the the same 
it's magic. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yes. But yeah, right. to me, right. Right? it Arguing doesn't matter. It's magic. Basically. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. at the same about it too hard. time, it's, though. This is magic, people. Yeah, but Although at the same time. there are people out there that are like, excuse me, actually. Oh, I know. And they're going to be like, well, it yeah. says in this magic incantation, mm-hmm. Michael. According um, to magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic the Gathering. Uh, yep. But to me, when Jane land. actually goes to New Asgard and it like activates mm-hmm. near her, like the hammer could have gone to her at any time to protect her. Like, right. that's the part that I was like, yeah. oh, like, that's I true. Was that's a fair point. After mm. they showed that montage, I was like, oh, is she just going to call the hammer? And that's why. But like, no, she goes there. The hammer senses her. And then it's like, OK, time to get the boys back together and gets all yeah. the pieces cause... unless it's a cancer detecting hammer which oh that, there's so other many questions that i have well that. So, there's a which lot is, which are not great well the so, fact that the hammer was not helping that process at all didn't really do much anything. protecting oh i mean oh there's so many metaphors to unpack there but i'm, I'm gonna stay oh okay Brian. okay Brian. oh there there's this oh okay i'm gonna stay focused yeah okay let's finish this the point. main yeah, yeah, point yeah, yeah, being yeah. though she reassembles the hammer like yeah. she's mm-hmm. the one thor thor odinson cannot do that correct like true yeah so true. she is worthy to reassemble it and figure figure that out so like that was how i interpreted it but I now that, that you're saying that, like, when he whispers to it, it's the same symbol that Odin does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to think of it like that. And I hope it isn't because that it kind of takes a little yeah. bit of way from, like, oh, Jane Foster's journey, in my opinion. But I'm glad we talked about that because we like those are two valid interpretations to me. Yeah. And it's, it's something that's not um it's not overtly hint, like hinted at. You know what I mean? Like, in yeah, the, in the, no, it doesn't subtle. say. Hey, Jane, no. you got this hammer because I said this thing to the, you know, like then, because then I feel like if it did that, then you got to ask the question of how, what determines if somebody's worthy? Like, what yes. is worth? Because Cap done picked it up, Jane done picked it up. Where yep. does Cap, Jane, and Thor all fall in this big ass well, circle of like, I also think there's collides. something interesting here, and I don't yep. want this to be a rabbit hole, but I think so. This is a passing comment. No one has to pick it up, but I think. There's something interesting to be said about Thor's relationship with his hammer mm-hmm. and that now that it's assembled yeah. that like and how he's searching for a missing component of like he equates so much throughout this movie, or at least it feels that way to me, that he equates so much in this movie of his worthiness as to whether or not he still has any type of influence or control over that hammer. Yeah. So the fact that he can't pull it back from Jane, the fact that he can't influence it in any way definitely gives off this vibe of like he doesn't see himself worthy and he almost puts he puts jane and the hammer like in the same basket that when they love each other again there's this sense of now completeness that comes back to him towards the end of it so there's a whole other thing there that we could probably spend another podcast i thought that they conquered that though and so maybe that that's something about either the questions i have about this or the writing because yeah. I thought that they talked about, hey, it's just a hammer. Your powers come from within. But yet yes. he still seems to be infatuated, maybe not by the worthiness of... St- Although he did do that just, stupid... I oh, just I just wanted to I- double I think check. it's like an identity thing, right? Yeah, like if he so sees himself... I mean, he's seen himself... He, I mean, throughout the whole other iterations up until this point, he's referring to himself as the strongest Avenger. He gets into this oh, whole yeah. fucking thing with Hulk mm-hmm. about like, well, who's stronger, me or you? And it's like, it's just, there's all of this 
and then you go into this movie with that lens going like, no, no, he still doesn't see himself. He hasn't recovered from that mentally. Like maybe he's moved on to it in a different form, but he's still, he feels in, feels incomplete. It feels like for a majority of this movie. I mean, like this movie to me has been billed like a midlife crisis. And I think it's very Asgardian and Marvel to make this relationship about a man and a weapon. Like, I'm just going to start there. This is Viking. Okay. That's Viking dream world. Right. And so making making this thing of like, I've moved on. I've, I killed, like we killed Thanos. We saved the galaxy. I'm with the guardians and I'm finding myself. And then to link that with Jane, I think is like part of this, the the spokes of this midlife crisis wheel that they built of just like, oh man, that's my ex handling my ex. Like that's who I used to be. That's who I was. And I remember when I was happy, like, but this movie's also talking about like, you can't go back. Like things happen and you need to learn how to accept them. And I, mm. that's one of the things I appreciate about this movie was that it it's wasn't about finding the old and the new. It was like, no, like Thor needs to like l- quite literally reinvent himself to where he is satisfied in his own shell and not just being the guy that helped beat Thanos. Like it, it yeah. had to be him as a person. And I appreciated all the positive depictions about that. Cause that's like a really hard process. If you're going through a crisis. Oh, for like sure. Well, like, and not just yeah. for, not just Thor, but also for, um, Gore and for, yep. um, Jane. I mean, yeah. and even Valkyrie to a, to a certain point. Right. Because totally agree. They kind of hint on that a little yeah. bit of, you're the last one here. You're the only one here. You're holding all of this grief. Which it's, right, Gore's insult. Not... it's Gore's insults in the back yes. of, in the back of, in the battle on the, like in that world, he says, right. like, you're the only one left. And yeah, but also this it's Gore because this is where the hard question comes in. Right. And this is where I kind of, I'm, I'm teetering with one of the things that I'm, I'm having issues with in this movie. Do it. Gore has this conversation Oh, well, Gore has to go through this on his own, his own journey of that because he loses his daughter, right? Loses right. his daughter. Do you tell him also to, hey, that just happened. You got to move forward. You got to face the reality. Like, that is what you're supposed to say, right? When this kind of stuff happens, you are supposed to say, hey, yeah. I know that that hurts. That, you yeah. know, that, that that's harmful stuff. You know, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but we got to move forward. We got to progress. Instead, yeah. he said, well, no, I'm just going to kill not just the God that I serve, but I'm also going right. to kill all of the following gods at the same time and and jane is facing death and doesn't want to accept that so she says i'm going to go to this thing that's going to help me and even though it's killing me i'm still going to dress up and do this thing because and thor is like well i need to find myself so these are all interesting concepts right cool let me put that to the side here's where i kind of struggle this movie has a and and doug is going to say this this movie had a issue with balance of tone Oh, it has some tone whiplash. It has some tone. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, for example, the goats. When the goats are funny up until a certain point, right? Because when you get to the island and the shadow realm, I wasn't expecting to hear the goats yelling out as they hit the planet. Like, I know that that's supposed to be funny, but this realm is dark. The concept of this movie is what happens when your God doesn't show up for you? Like, yeah. Or what okay. happens when you've reached the end of your yeah. rope? 
you know, yeah, yeah. or what happens when I'm facing this situation and I don't know what to do and, or I'm having an identity crisis or I don't know where to go next or right. what people want from me. Like all of this, all of these questions. Right. I don't know if we ever had more than a five minute, more than a full scene of addressing these issues emotionally from each character. Or even on the boat, here's another great example, like without the goats, but like, it, that's a great point. But here's yeah, the goats example. is nitpicky. Yeah. yeah, yeah here's the yeah. other, here's the, the other example. In one sequence, when they're on the boat and they are headed towards the Gore's planet. Yeah. Jane has a conversation. They have this conversation yep. and Jane reveals she has cancer. Mm -hmm. Then three yes. minutes later, go mm -hmm. like three minutes later, Korg is talking about how Cronins make children. Yes. And for me, I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, go back like three minutes. Yes. Go back and let's just spend a minute on. I'm sorry. What? Like you don't. Mm -hmm. There's no and Brian, you're ooh, tone whiplash. I keep cut. That's such a great phrase because yeah. there's no time for you to process no, the tone none. that you're in before it changes. Mm -hmm. And I that's mean, fine, but it's it's hard to those more serious beats. I don't think they lose their impact because those are serious. Those are yes. serious things, but they are hard to process. I think it goes to show you that it's a really hard thread to needle. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's incredibly difficult for a filmmaker. I think from a metaphor perspective, I think uh, as someone that has personal experience with people uh, getting cancer diagnosis, uh, beating cancer, also passing mm -hmm. away from cancer, like that part vibed for me in a way of just like, sure. that is sometimes how it goes like you because yeah. jane mm. keeps talking like when i tell people they get weird and they treat me differently mm. and that's not what i want for my final moments for sure and like that part i felt like whether it was the intent or not what i took away from it was jane trying to be like i gotta tell him like i'm i'm literally i have the same power set as him i'm wielding right. the hammer mm -hmm. we're going on this galactic adventure i need to tell him like i need to tell him for us to be okay but even when she does tell him she's not okay right. um and i felt like as a metaphor like yeah that's kind of how it goes sometimes when you're telling sure. people about a sickness you have however uh it here's my thing with that it really feels this is and this can be a bigger issue this feels like the bare bones cut of this movie like, oh yes oh, this 100%. feels like Taika mm -hmm. made a three-hour epic, and somebody was like, "You absolutely cannot have a three-hour Thor movie, and it needs to like you need to condense it." And I think like casualties were had, and mm -hmm. I believe that conversation oh, yeah. is longer. I mm. bet they shot a bunch of stuff, and it just they just needed to keep moving the story. So get them on the boat, get them to the planet. Don't worry about that conversation because who's going to care in two seconds when they're trapped in the shadow realm? Like I think that's oh, what was that's happening so there. hard that's so and, and here and hard brian it's a four hour cut according to four some hour sources cut. no no you yeah. must be joking he I, said they cut scenes nay, nay. and planets and he said he's not doing a director's cut well good because if i had started hearing about this. the waititi cut i would have been mad I'm tired. Everybody kiss my I ass. I'm blown. It's not even a Snyder thing. This. It's just every time. It's not even like a Snyder thing. It's just every time some director says, "Well, I had to make choices." It's like, "Well, I want to see it without the choices." It's like, "Well, tough shit." This is the movie you got. Like, <laughs> like well, this I mean, because because uh, again, Snyder is the exception, not the rule. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, a situation no, 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 that can't be compared. No, this it. is 
hey man, you can't have a four hour Thor movie. <laughs> I mean, but you could. But you could. I mean, you could. There is something to well, be said though that this is the shortest MCU movie on record. It's is under it really? two hours. That seems right. It's one. They get right to the point. They get this. This movie feels like the skeleton of a script. Like it touches all of the points that it's supposed to, and it says, "Here's this part. Here's the things we need to address." And it gets right to it, and and, and you got to move on. I don't know if I'm a fan of it because then I have a question of how are you going? Superheroes are complex, so Mm -hmm. how do you continue to tell these stories? And knowing uh, what to cut and what not to cut. Are you yeah. like the interwebs of the MCU and how all these yes. stories link yeah. up? Yeah. Well, yeah. even, but here, and even, even some of your villains, I think you had, I mean, Gore, <laughs> fucking Christian Bale, man. Like yeah. that oh, dude, fucking amazing performance. Brought it. Yeah. There is, it. yeah. It, like, I, this, this story is very different. There are overlaps mm-hmm. to the, to the mm-hmm. comic book inspirate comic book source material but dude he walked right off a page like he was like my the way i envisioned that it was so well done i'm i would even take it a step farther and say that i i enjoyed this interpretation of gore more than what i read on the page like gore was in the comics is this brute and skilled fighter and just like full of vengeance Mm -hmm. fine cool i've seen that before whatever but christian bale brought this like creep element to it Mm, just like it wasn't just this like another flying brick villain that's impervious and can get everywhere. It he he looked like a twisted monk with like yeah, black ooze mm-hmm. always coming out, and you're not sure why, and it makes you uncomfortable. And he yeah. comes from the shadows and he kills your gods. Like it sounds like a bad bedtime story rather than a villain, which and is rad, other, by the way. Yeah. And the other thing is is that he I just he, what I think the nuance that he brought is that he wasn't all fighting all the time. Like he stood back and he strategized. He waited like a methodical, like a methodical killer, like a serial killer to wait until his shot. And then he moved on. Like it wasn't about doing the most damage, which is what we typically get with these villains. They don't come in and do the most damage. This is like, no, I have one person here that I'm trying to get when we get him, we're done. Like I, that was well done. And I, I saw a critique of like basically we didn't see him butcher any gods like what a that's weird and i'm like well kind of i guess but like this villain isn't like i mean if you want that there's like i have 30 marvel movies for you like ultron alone killed so many people like also keep in mind there there was a cut there's an extended cut of this where it is very well possible he did do all of that i have to believe they did they and had what, to have. What would that have done for you? Like what? Like what would like what? what I, would I will seeing def- that I will def- have done. I will defend it though. I will say that I think if you did add another component of how merciless he was, and like in his in mm-hmm. his pursuit of killing gods, like it's one thing to show gods already killed that he's already taken down, but it's another to show how how he does like how he did it. Or the yeah, emotion behind right. it. And I think that kind of goes for me. This is just me. It goes yeah. into like the balance of tone. Like if yeah. I see more of Gore and he is the serious, there is no funny shit happening with him 
when he's no, killing gods well, and all his scenes. And even the time he tries to be funny, it blows up in his face and it's terrifying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and with the with the cutting the eel, right? So like, yes. if there maybe if there were like a couple, maybe like one more scene or or two or uh, one and a half, maybe he meets all the gods in Omnipotent City and he kills a few there. That would have shown how merciless he was in that sense, and then you can balance yeah. out the rest of the the tone for the movie. So I will defend it in that case. That's fair. Maybe he could have done that with the sequence where they're looking at re- recorded distress calls. I'm yes. sure that was, like, if yeah, you yeah. zoomed in on one of those, it. you would see it. I'm sure there's got uh, they scan through so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, and maybe this no, I, I don't know, but maybe this was a Taika decision with his style of just like, what's that mm-hmm. gonna do? We're just gonna move on and get to the main right. beat. But I was shocked because I feel like MCU formula like would dictate. Yeah, let me put it this at least way: one phase one through three formula would dictate that Sif. You would get at least mm-hmm. a ten minute sequence of Sif being at the site and being like something's wrong and then just mm-hmm. seeing everybody annihilated around her you'd give you know you'd give sif her five minute fight scene with gore being like tell thor i'm gonna kill everybody <laughs> and then that yeah. feeds into like the distress call i feel like that's what they would have done if this was like a phase one through three movie yeah yeah and what it feels like now is these creators are really trying to shake it up which i do appreciate because we didn't expect this part but it moved on yeah. um for better or for worse. And I'm, I'm not saying, I don't know. I just found it strange. That's all. Strange I don't need comment, it. Yeah. I just, I was just, I thought that was a but curious decision to make. Even, even the Lady Sif scene was made a joke that she lost her arm and maybe your arm yeah. made it to Valhalla. And I understand how that could be funny, but all the times that yeah. we've seen Sif, had, the last time we seen it, what, was in Loki? And she yeah, was technically, like, in Lo- technically, technically in Loki, yes. right? Well, technically, because they brought her out of the time stream. Technically. Right, right. Yeah. So like, oh, that's the, yeah. every time we see her, she's the ultimate warrior. This time it was kind of yes. made like a joke. So I just wanted some more. That's my one thing about this is I wish that they, and I don't know, there's a lot of talk on TikTok about the development of Thor and his okay. character. And some people like it. Some people don't. Some people hate it. And I could see where they're coming from because I have the same issue with Hulk. So Fair. I just feel like that Hulk's development is not the best for the character that we know. And I don't know if Marvel is over Disneyfying these characters to sell a movie. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's something that we need to talk about right now. Because even with it goes back to Moon Knight. Moon Knight is going to be the most aggressive and the the bloodiest oh, yeah. shit we've ever seen. And oh, then we yeah. watch it, and I don't see nothing that screams. They he blacks out every time and shows up with red stuff on his hands. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. So that's yeah. why I'm <laughs> if Thor is one of the strongest Avengers. And, you know, is this, is he moving backwards? Is he just a dunce all of the time? Like, he's oh, Thor is not a dummy. He's, I don't he's, think he's, so. But they, y'all didn't get a feeling of like, he just felt no. like he was just stupid. I think he's, I think not he's, me. Okay. I, this okay. is, this is, this is where, if I could explain his character arc, this is the way that I feel about it. Is that okay. in Thor and Dark World, he yeah. is very... I take myself too seriously, right? Like I take myself too seriously. Life is meant for me to be a leader. It's for me to be king. And I, that Mm. is the only thing that matters. And then we get to Ragnarok and that identity is shaken because of his dad leaving. And now it puts him into crisis and he's put in his, yep. And his, all of it is Mm. put into this crisis where now he is, 
off world on a planet he's never been trying to make sense of it yeah and so i think that his arc is he's starting to realize that life is more nuanced than just i need to I, go go out in glorious battle and i think mm -hmm. that there are times where we're so used to that being the default for thor even from a comic book interpretation that's most of the time the iteration mm. is he's, he speaks more nobly. He's always seen as this sort of like the battle is the most like important thing that you could have and making sure that it's an honorable one and that type of thing. And then now we're seeing a version where it's like, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's not necessarily a realistic, that's not the way life works. And so we're seeing I mean, life collide with our superhero, I think a little bit. And I think not to like, pat pat themselves on the back more but like i think with endgame that's one of the beauties of it and you have this broken thor mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. stuff happens in your life i'm i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not like some wise old sage but like i've seen some stuff and like i've seen people also go through some stuff and like yeah. thor's reaction to basically like not taking out thanos the first time sends him into this spiral and yeah. after and as he comes out of it he doesn't really he needs to find himself so i don't really think it's goofy it's him just understanding like i did this it didn't get me anywhere in fact mm. it made me lose my mom my dad my brother my like physical literal city like mm -hmm. it's made me lose all this stuff and what did i get for it i'm stuck on a beach in norway playing video games like yeah i vibe with that as somebody that, that makes has, sense i'm not a and king i'm not a god of thunder but like i know what it's like to be told like hey if you do these things you will attain these rewards and, and you just yeah. need to stay on the path and that's exactly what thor did and then he got, him got to the point where it actually didn't matter. And instead of getting these rewards, he had everybody taken away from him. So like, and remember, and let's remember the plot of Ragnarok here too. The entirety of Thor one and two, the most, the most like the best thing in his mind is to be King of Asgard. And by right. the end mm -hmm. of Ragnarok, Asgard is fucking gone. Mm -hmm. Like he just, it's just yeah. not there. So the yeah. one thing that he's been told by Odin from the beginning is being a king isn't like that. If you're going to rule right. this realm, which is the best thing that you can do and the highest accomplishment that you can have, that ain't, and now he'll never achieve it because it's not even like a place. Right. There's, there's some consequences from that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, y'all made two really good points. I, you know, I, if I, if I may for a moment, <laughs> Um, take okay. a brief pause in our discussion, and sure. I'd really like to talk to Russell Crowe directly for just a moment. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, please. All please. right, so Marcus, Doug Marcus, to Russell Crowe on the, the main go. screen. Please. Oh, god, oh, here um, it is, Russell. The next time that you get cast as I don't know, <laughs> Zeus, or I don't know, I, don't I think know. I'm gonna like what you're gonna say, pick. Pick, pick any, pick any, pick, mm -hmm. pick any God. Um, mm. You don't have to do an accent mm. in order to play them. What accent was it? Um, I think it was. Oh, have you ever walked into a stereotypical <laughs> Italian restaurant and heard <laughs> a man speak? Mm. Um, or have you ever had a friend that says like, that's the spicy meatball. He mm -hmm. did that for his 
whole interpretation of Zeus. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so Russ, um, Russ, please don't do that again. I wow. how dare you? Loathed it. How dare that you? That fucking accent made me so bad. I, it was I, bad. I I dissent. I dissent <laughs> from this throuple. Brian, would you like would you like to get into a solo? Would you like a solo layout? No, so you I, can... I don't need a soapbox, but like the, the dude was doing a hammy Greek accent to like just really focus up that like Zeus is not this good guy that we've all thought of him it as some benevolent his dialogue God, like... unintelligible. Like, <laughs> there were times he spoke and I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. yeah. There were times um, he was like he would talk at times and then his tongue would like you could see his tongue like it, hitting the top uh, of his roof. Like it was like uh, I like all right. That post uh, that scene is where you can really hear it because he's trying uh, to say something and he's like yeah. <laughs> like I just didn't get it at all. I was it like, was better he, I would have saying who I liked it to? more in the post credit scene than I did the entire time of him talking. Oh, sure. Because he, it was at a lower tone. He was more serious. And I, I like I was like, oh, okay, this is like a serious tone. I just didn't like it in the in the no, omnipotent not, city with care. the orgies. Oh my gosh. I, I think it sold it that. as this god who's just been too comfortable for too yeah. long being yeah. too complacent. I don't know. Play out because play out that stereotype then. Like he did it to portray a sleazy god, but he also did it in an Italian <laughs> Ooh, accent. So does that mean that Russell thinks all Italians <laughs> are sleazy? <laughs> That's not good. Like, that is hey, not Russ, the direction I was going for. Not that's hey, not good. Big Papa Crow, maybe dial that down <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, that's Taika though. Like he, it is. Russell no, Crowe was right. told that's, to do that by he, somebody. He was told. This this is what that feels like. He walked up. They were both at craft services, <laughs> and Taika walked up. He's like, "So how do you think you're gonna play this? Uh, how do you think you'll play Zeus? Like, I don't know. It's just it." Thinking about doing an accent, but maybe I won't. And he was like, All right, give it to me. What do you got? He went for it. He's like, Quit drinking. You hit oil. That's perfect. Like, he didn't even try to like find it at all. He Nobody like, else says it. that except for Doug. You hit I've oil. I've never Quit heard digging. that you phrase before. <laughs> Quit digging. You hit oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I so I like this movie. I just kind of want to give a brief, like, a brief overview of the things I like because I think, yeah, you should watch it for yourself. Obviously, that's the thing that we always say here is like, go oh, watch yeah, it for absolutely. yourself. I think that they balanced all of these characters well. For the majority of this movie, it's a three-person lead, it feels like. Oh, like it's time. Tessa Thompson, handing it off. Jane yep. Foster, and yeah. and 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 um and yeah, Thor himself. And yeah. and almost and and um God, what is his name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. His rock friend. Well, oh, oh Cork. Korg, but also Christian Bale. Christian Bale comes. I don't. Con- I don't count him because I'm talking about those scenes where it's all three to four of them oh, at yeah. the same time, and oh, that's a lot okay. of personalities of that you like. Yes. That's a lot of. That's a lot of people to balance. A lot of stories to to tell at the same time, and like a lot of emotions. So I think that they did really good with balancing this. My joke was, I feel like he based this movie Taika off of his throuple with Rita. Alleged trouble with Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson. Like it feels like he was on the balcony. Like after those pictures came out of Rita Ora, (laughs) Tessa Thompson, and Taika, he went and was like, "I could make a movie about this, except with hammers and people." Okay, I I feel like we need to talk about just how like uh, I'm trying to find the right word, but man, this this felt like a movie that. If they were like, you know what, we're all in a poly relationship. Actually, we're all we're all yes. dating each other, including yes. Korg. 
I would yes. have been like, yes, that make, that is a logical conclusion yes. for this movie. Yes. Given the vibes I'm getting from here. Oh, uh, like, yeah. There was, I, and feel free to call me out, but like the vibes between Valkyrie and Mighty Thor at the awesome. beginning, it was like, we got to stick together. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it's like a buddy cop thing. And then they mm-hmm. had this like back and forth comedy thing. And I was like, am I getting they, like they romantic now, tension a little now, bit? Let, Maybe not. Let me slide in here real quick. Let me slide. because Into my DMs, okay? On to, I'm going to slide right into your DMs. Because on TikTok <laughs> from the yeah. LGBTQ plus community, it was said that there are a lot of queer undertones in this movie. That yes. Oh, I 1000%. I saw that after I watched Thor Love and Thunder and I said, that makes perfect sense. I don't know what it was. If it's the throuple tone where, yeah, this could go any which way. It could be Thor and Valkyrie, Valkyrie and Mighty Thor, Mighty, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I felt. So I really felt like Taika did his thing and was like, I want to write from personal experience and write this goddamn movie. Which uh, it ahead, certainly play, felt that way. You got to beat it for that. Like, damn, like, go ahead, get your shit off, man. I ain't mad at you. Like, yeah, that, that and there's that a way. moment. There's a moment on the boat where mm-hmm. they're talking yes. about the six space dolphins and they're uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, those six uh-huh. space dolphins mate for life. By the mm-hmm. way, when that line is said, you have Thor, Mighty Thor, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. Korg, and the two uh thor weapons yes. on the boat yes i'm not saying yeah. the weapons are a part of the the poly relationship it certainly yeah. feels they that kind way. of are they are and the i tools. was like is that what you want me to take away from this which by mm-hmm. the way great six person relationship in the mcu great let's do it moving forward let's go let's go blow you know somebody's mind like let's go for it but that's, that's not the direction not what i went. expected and you to say. not that i expected it from disney but yeah, it, those undertones were kind of erupting, like, I, yeah. which is why I think, all right, I'm just going to get into this now. Tessa Thompson, Ooh. I know you're never going to listen to this, but you, right. I don't know how anybody could watch your performance of Valkyrie and get oh, to the God. third act and say, you know what this movie doesn't need? Tessa Thompson. Yeah. And I don't understand that decision. Yeah. I don't know who made it. Yeah. I don't understand it, but you yeah, deserve Brian. better. You're talking that shit. You deserve a Disney Plus series, your own yeah. movie. I don't care. Like yeah, the the Valkyrie you have illustrated for us is so much fun. That's my Valkyrie. That, like you and to not even have her play a role in the third act is 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 not only bonkers, but just like such an absence that I don't know why you would do that. Anyway, that's that's me saying more Tessa Thompson. I will also say more Tessa Thompson because God damn. I mean, in the most <laughs> respectful way possible. And I genuinely mean I this. To understand this woman every time this woman it, came on screen. I Marcus did not do it loud enough that the entire theater could hear, but he did it loud enough that I could hear. And Marcus would say, like, I would be sitting there and he'd just be like, Ooh, shit. Like, just like, like or she could, you'd hear, you'd hear, God damn. Like, it's just quietly to himself in my peripheral audio. And I didn't say anything, but by the third time, I was like, you and every warm-blooded man and woman. I just want to let you know, she could have said anything in this movie. She could have been, she could have had the voice of the goats this entire movie. (laughs) 
with her face, with her face and her, it's her energy and her ambiance. When she's the king of fucking Asgard and she's yeah. wearing that pantsuit and sitting yeah. on the throne, do you know yes. how sexy you gotta be to rock a pantsuit? There's nothing I mean, like in traditional what's quote unquote sexy. You gotta show some skin or you gotta, you know what I mean? Like if you you gotta walk, yo, she literally was rocking a full suit. Yes, she and made that look. Woman. Um, she listen. Her whole swagger throughout this whole thing is incredible. But also, yes. Prop, props to what Brian was saying. I want to boost that some more because a lot of times you do get characters that were unnecessary. That was like, yeah. well, you didn't really need that person here, or why was that person here the yeah. whole time? And yeah. Tessa Thompson was not that. I do agree. It's kind of weird that you go a whole movie with all three, and then oh, in the final scene you go the only two. Yep. I, but I get Please. you got to have yeah. that mighty Thor. Thor moment i guess i don't know i mean i guess if i'm allowed to expand on this i just think it's i think it's also for me it's like a representation thing we don't have a lot of like uh, mm. I, we don't have a lot of queer uh women of color in really big blockbuster movies and mm. i just not that like it every i don't think movies are gonna save us or like this is like the pinnacle of entertainment but like I don't know. It just really bums me out that on such a big stage, you you had an opportunity for Tessa Thompson to show that with this character that is well liked, by the mm-hmm. way. We don't uh, get a lot of queer sex symbols, Brian. Like usually I, those are straight white people. I mean, like, it's yeah, usually it, the way they're billed. And this is yeah, pretty incredible just, that she stepped into this role and wore it. That, and, and I don't know. Did, where do you put prints? I'm saying like typically in cinema, like when I'm booking no. an action movie, like tra- the the easy the easy low hanging fruit is Transformers. Um, what was yeah. Megan Fox's gotcha. role? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and so it's you just... achieved the same result, but Tessa Thompson and I was like arguably more attracted at that point. Well, and I I just feel like what she brings to the role in her pure charisma, she's driving mm-hmm. like the second act in Omnipotent yep. City. It's not oh, either of the Thors. Yeah. It's it's yep. her driving it and getting it to a point to like move the plot. So it's just mm-hmm. even more bizarre now that I'm talking about it, that like you have this plot driver that you immediately side sideline, yeah. which mm-hmm. that whole scene feels like a reshoot. Cause she's like, yeah, I lost my kidney. And he's like, bummer. Bye. Like, yeah, it just something feels off and maybe yeah. she was involved in the third act and maybe they they cut it. But it feels like here's what it feels like. There. It feels like there was a romance subplot that was cut for Val Valkyrie, not like uh-huh. a fun first name basis with her. But like, Friends. you know, uh, there was a Valkyrie romance subplot cut. There was a Valkyrie combat sub like action mm-hmm. sequence cut because she could have easily been in the eternity realm that's what i'm calling it not yeah. i don't i'm not saying that's the name but that's just what i'm calling it for you mean the discussion like she no, could have been the, there where you make the wish oh yeah, yeah. where you make yep. the wish like she could have mm-hmm. easily been there and been part of it um anyway that's my biggest gripe of this movie and if that's my biggest gripe that i want more of it that's kind of an indication how much i liked it so but i just needed to say that into this space because like that's almost criminal that you had someone perform that well and then be like nah end of the game we're taking you out sorry you're benched Mm -hmm. like just bizarre i do think that we are going to get more of her and i think Mm -hmm. we're gonna get more of her and we're gonna get more of jane foster at some point because rumor yes. on the street is, and not to give too much, if you're really conscious of post-credit scenes, please stop now because I'm going to reveal <laughs> a big one. the The second post-credit screen s- scene is Jane Foster showing up to Valhalla, 
and saying like, yeah. oh, you know, meeting Heimdall and that type of thing. There Which is threw Idris Elba out of nowhere. Love right. With Dreads. Yeah. I love that. Um, this is, there is rumor on the street that they may end up going a storyline with this where Jane Foster gets reincarnated as a Valkyrie. As a Valkyrie. I saw that. And if he's, if that's the angle they go with it, then I could see a buddy cop style movie where it is Jane <sighs> Foster and it is Jane Foster and Tessa Thompson Valkyries. And it's with Z instead of an S Valkyries. And it is, it is that type of movie. I mean, I like it. I, I also, I, I have it. a, I have another, I have another request. Of, I wouldn't mind that buddy cop. Don't mind that. Maybe it's a short series, maybe not a movie, but mm-hmm. maybe it's a short series. I would also like to see Valkyrie with Okoye and the rest of oh, well, the Wakanda yeah. warriors because oh, yeah. I, she, you know, she doesn't have a team anymore. So my mm-hmm. pitch would be that you take her to Wakanda and yeah. you have maybe this moment of being with the, um, Oh God, what the name of the, uh, the Dormilaje, the, the Dormilaje. Thank you. The Dormilaje and, and, and just having this training montage or whatever the case it is <laughs> and having her fit in there and just go to war with them and battle with them just right. for like a little bit. I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. I, I would be interested in that. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, I, I think what's weird is that because they don't do these huge contracts anymore, there's mm-hmm. no clue when, when those characters will show up. Uh, yeah. Maggie is the one that uh, actually knows Mighty Thor a little bit better than me. Oh. Um, I shouldn't say that. This is not a surprise. Like she likes the character on yeah, her own. Uh, and as we walked out, <laughs> and as we walked out of the theater, she's like, "Well, Jane does become a Valkyrie." And I was like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Like, yeah. You're telling me a what now? Hey, yep. there's gonna there's a Valkyrie in the mix." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh yeah, like that's." That's totally why they want you to know she's in Valhalla. And maybe they don't have anything planned, but at least they have the option down the road that like, oh, hey, by the way, so like if you're in Valhalla, you can be reincarnated. Sweet. Let's go. Um, So that I I thought it was just a nice epilogue because I assumed Natalie Portman was like good on MC. Like because the only reason she came back was because of Taika's success with Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of figured she wanted to like do it once and go call out on it a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, but I mean the Marvel paychecks like they they keep paying. Like this made That's 300 true. million dollars in 3 days. Like Yep, it did. I kind of get it if you want to buy another house or something, you know. Yep, for um, sure. If you're like the ultra wealthy, if you're like, you know, if I if I just stay with I this character this, for I 5 years. Yacht. I can buy that <laughs> super yacht that I've always wanted. Um, super, then my other yacht, yacht can go inside it. Um yeah. <laughs> I do yachts. I do want to leave enough time because okay. I think Marcus is fatigued. I think Marcus Well, is... we should talk about the meta stuff. Uh yeah. is should I should I say is there anything about specific just to this movie that we want to touch on? Like maybe something we didn't talk about or anything like that? I like the Thor scene stuff. with the kids. I, I really did enjoy oh, yeah. that. I, I, that really, was I really did enjoy that. that. Well. Um I think that I think this movie is good. I think there are obviously things that people are going to want more of. And then for some people just liked it the way it was. I'm interested to yeah. see how it connects the Hercules in credit scene to. Motherfuck. I want to know how they connected that. Roy yeah. Kent. From Roy Ted Lasso is Hercules. Kent, yeah. 
So uh, I'm, I'm I'm just interested to I see have a lot what of questions. is the next movie Hercules and Thor because Taika said he already wants to come back as long as Chris Hemsworth wants to come back. So obviously they I, have very well, and at the very end they leave it with a black screen that says Thor will return. They yeah. did. So they did. they've. So... Okay, so, but the 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 one thing I wanted to say, I really liked the Guardians of the Galaxies vignette. It did not overstay yeah, its welcome, fine. and it was nope. perfectly it was... set. And I felt like it rewarded people who were like who have watched all the movies and were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we left him with the Guardians. What does that look like?" And I got just enough, and that's really hard mm-hmm. to do because I I thought the Guardians were actually going to stay longer, um, and they didn't, and it that's, was. Yeah. Just yeah. right. So anyway, and who would have thought that, that was really who would have thought it was Star Lord that was going to be the one to deliver the message of like stuff has to suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like it has to hurt like, yeah. that type of thing. I did not expect that message. I did like Chris him. Pratt in this. Not that yes. I don't typically like him, but I he, did feel like he did a good job in this. In this, he didn't do he didn't go full Chris Pratt, which no, I that, feel like yeah. was the strength here mm-hmm. uh i also by the way nebula like she i feel like she steals every scene that she's in karen gillen mm-hmm. i think is an incredibly talented yeah. actress um anyway that was enjoyable uh and i think that's that's pretty much oh the last thing i'll say is that i even though it's really clumsy and i don't think it's the best delivered finale i do enjoy that this movie made a very clear distinction of like if you have one wish to talk to this eternity god like uh-huh. Let the lesson be that you, you'd want to bring back the person you love rather than just kill more. That worked mm-hmm. for me. And it was a different finale for an MCU movie for me. It kind of had like a Doctor action. Strange vibe to it of like the finale mm-hmm. isn't Doctor Strange yeah. punching Dormammu in the face. It's outsmarting him. And for this, it was like Thor reminding people like, nah, man, like it's about love. Like, I don't know. I think we'd all use and all, more and, of a message like And that. all gods aren't the same. That was the other thing, too, was like... Right. Which I yeah. think was a good message to get across from Thor to be like, well, for Thor to witness, man, is this what y'all gods be doing? Right. He had to witness that himself. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to be compassionate, to witness that and then be compassionate enough yes. to make a decision that other gods may not have in that instance. Yes. Well, I think pivoting back, was, I think pivoting backwards to our conversation about like arc and yeah. development... Yeah, you took your hulking at times dim-witted like meathead, and you said the biggest thing that you can do to beat out the things that are terrible in this world is to be motivated by love, and that yeah. is an incredible message coming from the dude that typically, when he was first introduced, <laughs> was just kicking the shit out of people. I mean, the 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 first movie, this dude just throws his hammer like That's, there's no and way, yell, and then yells about it later, and then puts right and is super amped about it. And, uh, and I yep. like the title reveal of how it tied into like when the end credits yeah. came on and it said "Love and Thunder," and he yeah. was Uncle Thor. I thought yeah. all of a child yeah. born out of love, I like that was uh that was right up my alley. It's also Chris Hemsworth's kid. The, right and i was her like first is this role a, amazing her first role is playing alongside her dad which is incredible. incredible which yeah. is incredible but yeah no i like the movie um yeah. i gave it a nine out of ten on the thing i'm just gonna yeah. give it an eight in, in this okay so here's what i'm gonna do real let's quick, do it what do you want to talk I'm about gonna, Marcus? i'm gonna go down my marvel fatigue and Please. then i want us to wrap up the podcast by putting phase four movies just the movies just the movies the order is that what we did Okay. okay. Oh no! Okay. Keep whatever you got, Brian. I'm gonna get the keep whatever you. No, 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 keep whatever you had. No, no, no. Keep whatever keep you got. Flow. You can just delete keep the shows. Keep keep what keep whatever you got. Keep yeah, I can just delete the shows. Man. So here here's here's where I'm at with it. I have Marvel fatigue, but also 
Brian has pointed out some things and TikTok, Twitter, and the internet has pointed out some things and some things continue to come out that I feel like I was right about. Okay. Okay. So number one, my biggest gripe with the last couple things we've watched has been the CGI. Okay. And every time that I've said something about CGI, they have, I have been told not just, not from, not just from y'all or from y'all, but from other people. No, Marcus, you're tripping. The CGI looks fantastic. Even my brother says it like, oh, it's incredible. You're blah, 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 blah. And I said, I've been the biggest virtual effects apologist to marcus like i'm like no no no, no, no. like it looks it'll get better it's gonna look great like i have been the biggest person to apologize on behalf of marvel to he did to marcus he did. Y'all should I, will pay this man. I will own that i have been defending their virtual effects team and and so it came out from i think it was game was it game nerd.com i think i took a screenshot of it there was yeah. an article i'll find it oh thanks there was an article that came out, right? And it said how Marvel basically is the hardest company to work for for visual effects yep, because of is. their crunched deadlines, their impossible deadlines is what it was said. And then there's a lot of people that, you know, they have a lot of breakdowns about the relationship that Marvel has of asking these impossible expectations and the pressures that come with it, which then ties into when I was talking about Moon Knight, there was something about the CGI that was off. His, and then when I was talking about She-Hulk, off. there was something off with the trailer in She-Hulk. And then even I was looking at Thor Love and Thunder, the helmet stuff, there was off about the helmet at times where it just felt too CGI instead of a practical helmet that they put on the people, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one. So, Marcus, I just feel like that that just needs to be addressed. And I don't know if we want to have a conversation about these impossible deadlines and all of this or how we feel about it. It's, I will say, I think the only thing that I have to contribute to this is that none of it is surprising. I mean, of course. Yeah. Given, given the way that the past year, so I'll include from July of 21 through July of 22, has gone Marvel wise. I mean, we've had 22, like what feels like 20 different pod, pro, projects in a 12 month time span. Yeah. And given the, fact that the nature of the movies that they shoot are low low on practical effects high on virtual renders it's hard not to uh, again none of it's surprising i'm not surprised that they've had a hard time keeping up they've been going at a breakneck pace for the past year Mm -hmm. so none of that is surprising right i think it's really hard for me not to like break into like my collectivist self because like mm. this is like a labor issue like and mm. i if you're telling me that like thor love and thunder comes out in december instead of june because some people get <laughs> fairly compensated for their work and they get to see their family fine i don't yeah, care I don't, like I that's perfectly that. fine like because i think it's unethical to push these people on contract work when they know they have Uh the superior product. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, where a lot of this stuff is coming from. Uh, And this is coming from what we're quoting from thegamer.com. It was written by Rihanna and Bevan. Uh, VFX artists are refusing to work with Marvel um, is the start of the the title there. And uh, it's just, it it makes me feel really gross because it, like, Mm -hmm. obviously Disney Marvel is using the bully pulpit of like, well, you know we're good for the money. Like, you know these movies make bonkers money. We'll pay you. 
just yeah. do what we say. And because of that, they feel like they can do whatever they want, whether it's like, hey, we want yeah. three sequences by next week or redo this sequence. And like, that's just that's crummy. Like, you yes. shouldn't treat people like that. And mm -hmm. obviously there's a timeline because all the projects line up, right? Like one project right. is related to everything. So um yeah it makes me feel crummy and like honestly if it takes a general strike for marvel to figure it out like yeah i'm i'm good i don't need a marvel movie yeah. every three months mm -hmm. like fig y'all figure it out because that's not worth it to me um well and i think i think the other thing brian is is that it's it's shocking to me that disney has not given marvel a team you know what I mean? Like it that's the other thing that some people pointed out. It's odd to me that you've essentially said, like, hey, you have to hire all of your virtual effects yeah. people as contract employees. Like, if this is so important, yeah, hire your fucking own staff and benefit them and be yeah. and be done with it. Like it it's if it if it's that pay for itself long term right then there is then that's a investment that will pay you back dividends in the long run it's shocking that they don't do that well and you know i think right somebody probably did a spreadsheet analysis oh, and a spider yeah. graph on excel and they got in the boardroom and they did the cost breakdown and they're like hey we can still like nickel and dime these contractors for longer before it's cheaper for us to build the infrastructure where mm -hmm. we're doing it in-house mm -hmm. um right. But I, I do think it's weird because I, I guess it's kind of strange to me because it's like you would have direct control over this if it was in-house. You can yeah. make your own Marvel house, whatever you want to call it. But like it would stand next to Pixar and all that other stuff and create a name for itself. Yeah. Um, but can you can you meet your own expectations? Because ooh, if you ooh, do it in-house, like, I mean, it's because if I do it in-house, if it's Marcus yeah. versus Marcus, then Marcus is to blame. And and wow, it's that's and deep. I like it. Thank you. But I just feel I don't know if does Marvel want that responsibility or do they just want to what is Marvel? I don't want to get down this. I don't know. So I'm just asking. Do it. What is the role of Marvel in this MCU? Is it just to connect the dots and tell the stories and have somebody else do the the visual? They is that something they right. just don't want to worry about in general? But if because if I have to do it in-house. And, and She-Hulk trailer goes to shit, am I still a reliable company or is that something that, as opposed to having the, the, the freedom to then point the finger at somebody else? Here's what I'll say, and here's my one, like, almost, like, fire back to that, is mm -hmm. your whole company was founded as being an animation studio. Oh, don't, yeah, tell, don't fucking tell me that you can't, that you're not going to own it. Like I, I you agree. have, you have Pixar in your back pocket. Like, mm -hmm. don't tell me that you're not comfortable owning it. And my guess is, is that they probably talked to Lassiter and they said like, why does it take you so long to do a full length feature when it comes to your virtual effects work? And he was like, well, if to do it right, it needs to be rendered and yeah. it takes a long time. And they are like, well, if we just contract it out and we keep them always moving and always yep. working, mm -hmm. then we don't have to worry about that delay. If, if so you're always under the threat of yep. like, I don't know if you're going to get the next gig, then you, you, you have incentive to respond you have incentive to, yep. because hard, good work is, re is rewarded with more work. In this case, a hundred percent. That's a Doug Wagner original right there. That is because it's it's the 
if you do a good job and in your crunch time, you turn some shit around in 24 hours and mm-hmm. you got it to me and it was a success and a hit and nobody yep. has any complaints about everything. Yep. Guess yep. who I'm going back to the next yep. time. Well, and I feel Same like dude. this is a movie podcast, but for anybody this matters to like, this is why boundaries are like super important. Like, for because sure. I, like, this is why people on Reddit are like, I'm not working with Marvel anymore. I'm setting yeah. this boundary because they've been used and abused to the point where the money isn't worth it. And I feel like if you're willing to like forego Marvel money, which is like a sure thing that says something about how terrible the process is. And Mm -hmm. it's for your own job too, of setting boundaries of like, I can get this back to you tomorrow. And they're like, what about today? And you're like, I can do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. And even, and even a step further, nine times out of 10, people are gonna be like, okay. Even a step further, even a step further, Brian, is from being at C2E2 and listening to the panel that put yeah. together the virtual effects work for some oh, of like, yeah, just their like right. digital screens. Cause I went to that. They're fans. Yeah. They're, it, this isn't just like a, we've, we hired a group of artists. You hired a group of artists who were like, holy shit, I get to help make yeah. my nice costume. That's so cool. I, Which I, happens I on TikTok char- a lot. Well, yeah. I love the character. And now they're sitting here being like, Oh, this thing that I love is now hurting me and I don't like it. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a definition of a toxic relationship. Yep. And the thing you love is hurting yep. you. Like you need to reevaluate what's going on. So kudos to the people who are turning it down and backing out. But yeah, I Marvel's going to have to fix this uh, or otherwise Disney and its subsidiary Marvel. I don't, is know. Have I don't feel like it's reached a level like where they need Mm -mm. to be concerned yet because it's like a few Mm -mm. reddit posts right Mm -hmm. but i do think oh go ahead i was gonna say big term pr though like with all the other shit that's going on with disney do they need especially since they're trying to prop themselves up as being the like the david to florida's goliath in some way shape or form like they need to keep a clean sheet Cause it's well, going to be real fucking easy for all of their critics down here yeah. to say, Oh, you guys, you are such a friendly company and you love point. families. What about John Smith? Who's a virtual effects person who you treat like a slave. <laughs> what about that Disney? And they're going to be mean, like, fuck. Well, it's just, they're going to gonna be pissed to Marcus's point though. Like, I think maybe the proof is in the pudding. I yeah. didn't notice the Moon Knight CG. I didn't mm, I didn't notice it. Bit. And maybe it's because I don't have an eye for it. I know a lot of people talked about the She-Hulk stuff. And then everything. I shouldn't say everything. Um, but I know there was some critiques of some of the Thor stuff, too. Mm. Um, with the yeah. helmets, specifically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, three's a trending pattern. And mm-hmm. if you... Your if last three. Your latest three. At yeah. The- well, remember, so, like, there's some complaints about the Miss Marvel stuff, too. Yeah, like, and so I'm not saying, like, online is real life, but <laughs> there is a clear pattern. And if your quality is suffering, something's got to give. And I, I, I think this transitions and dovetails into our other point of just, like, the amount of Marvel properties put out in the past year is, is, is dizzying. Quality it's over quantity. Nauseating. So... To the next point. All right. Get I don't want to be here too long. <laughs> oh, all right. That that was yep. To okay, the wall. I want to put this up. To the sweat this. drip down my balls. Go ahead. No. Oh, wow. That wow. All right. I'm in Florida. So this is <laughs> Marcus, so what do we got? 
so on for those on the Patreon, um, and for those that are going to watch this later, I have the original timeline for Phase Four, and this was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. This was released pre-COVID. in 2019. Really, thank you. Released in 2019. Everybody's on stage, no mask. Everybody's hugging. It's a good, good times, good vibes. <laughs> so, Black Widow was supposed to come out May 1st, 2020. Okay, for those keeping track at home. Then, in I think this goes up down. Okay, so then Falcon and the Winter Soldier yep. was supposed to come yep. out fall 2020, right after Black Widow. Eternals was supposed to come out November 6, 2020. Shang Chi was supposed to come out February 12th. 2021 wandavision yeah. was supposed to come out spring 2021 yep <laughs> dr strange was and multiverse of madness was supposed to come out may 7th 2021 jesus loki was supposed to come out spring 2021 and the what if series was supposed to come out summer 2021 hawkeye fall 2021 and thor love and thunder on november the 5th two thousand twenty. One. Here is the current release <laughs> schedule of how oh, things he made ended this up himself. Shout out to uh, Marcus. Hey, okay. like, oh, put this in a boggle. Wandavision <laughs> came out. This says January, January, March, twenty twenty one on Disney. Yeah, you're Plus. good. Yep. Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out March 20, 2021 Yep. Then Loki, June twenty twenty one. Black Widow came out July 9th after all of that pushback that happened. Mm-hmm. Never heard anything else about the case that Scarlett Johansson has against Disney and, and well, Marvel they and all that. settled. They settled. No, oh, sure. did they? They settled. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they paid her tens sense. of millions of dollars. And she signed a airtight NDA. So okay. we will yep. never Makes hear sense. about it again. <laughs> Makes sense. So Shang-Chi came out September 3rd. What if came out August 2021? Eternals came out November 5th, which was the original um. Thor at Love and Thunder date, uh, only because that's the only one I remember off the top of my right head. On. Hawkeye, November 2021. Spider-Man No Way Home, which wasn't even on the goddamn list. December 17th. Yeah, that, well, that's because technically it's a Sony production, so that's Sony. Right. Technically, oh, okay. Got technically. It. I'm, I'm okay. nitpicking, but that's why. No, that no, no. Thank, thank you for that, uh, Brian. That's a good. That's a good point. Moon Knight came out March 2022. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out May 6, 2022. Miss Marvel came out June 2022. And Thor Love and Thunder came out July 8th, 2022. That is, that is a shit show. So when Marcus says, when when Marcus says, I have Marvel fatigue, that is because these movies have come out. What did you say, Brian, in the span of? Just the movies have all come out in the span of twelve months. Yeah, that's a lot. Not to mention a pandemic on top of that. Can well consider phase one when it was like a movie a year. By the way, like it was just the summer thing, and that was it. And like it just kind of feels like we've had Thanksgiving dinner every month. Right. so much carbs right. that's a good point that's a good point. like you know i i mean and here's the thing i'm still hyped i must be immune i don't know what's going on i mm-hmm. i can't tell you why i know some people though are are good like they're like you know what i'm just gonna catch up down the road and i totally understand that mm-hmm. because there's no there is no break there's no breathing no. point for anything to get hyped because after miss marvel I think we barely have like a few weeks before mm-hmm. She-Hulk starts. Mm-hmm. Barely. 
And then we got oh, Jesus. And then we got um Wakanda Forever in November. Yeah, November. I can't. Anymore. So it's a lot. There's no breathing room. There's no I'm breathing. So Here's so Doug. So Doug and I had a conversation in the car, and I'm gonna try and keep this short. And we may need to we may need to postpone the rearranging of things depending You're on good. how we all feel on the pod. So Doug and I had this conversation at the after the movie because I was talking to him about the Marvel. Marcus fatigue was that I had. quite upset. Oh, the about what? Scene. The post, the final <laughs> post credit scene. Because all, up until this moment, I feel like I have been pulled in every direction when it comes to what mm-hmm. story is being set up next. Oh. You have Thunderbolts, and this goes into the rearranging of the release dates, which I didn't realize until sure. after that conversation. Right? Sure. So. I was I was upset because you've tried to introduce me to young the young Avengers. You've also tried to introduce me to Thunderbolts, which is being filmed this summer, by right, the way. Right now. <laughs> and so and then and then you try to int- or summer 2023. It's I think it doesn't it's matter. Of, I think it's summer it's 2023. Been anou- it's been announced and there's like and now it's news on it. So I was I was upset because you've I felt like Spider-Man No Way Home was going to be the film that answered a lot of our questions about the multiverse. 100%. And I thought either either Spider-Man No Way Home or Multiverse of Madness. And I thought that the biggest thing us we needed to conquer or figure out was the multiverse. That's the thing. Yes, because we I talked agree. about it in Loki. We talked about it in, in all of these other movies. Variants, this, that, and the third. And, the, and everything's colliding yes. into each other. Okay, yeah. And I still didn't get any answers. And then when you show me in the series that you're collecting villains who are direct counterparts of the heroes, I still don't get any answers. And then when you show me like yep. and I'm still being patient because I know that they will come. Please keep that in mind. But these are all happening around the same time. You keep introducing Young Avengers to me, still not getting anything super confirmed about Young Avengers or anything of that happening. But you deliberately introduce them. So I was just frustrated because I felt like the story is Marvel is all over the place with these different concepts, and then you introduce Hercules, a deep dive into oh, I'm MCU so glad you comic lore. That up. Because that's kind of what bugged me. I the first post credit scene bugged me more than the second. Really? And I mean, and, and this is the why, and I'll clarify. Okay, go ahead. No, really, go ahead. I love stingers. I think they're great. They've been Marvel's bread and butter for a long time. They've made stingers a thing. Like they are, yeah. they put it on the map and they've done it the yeah. best. They still do it the best. The frustration that I have is you just saw it. There were 18 projects that have happened over the past yeah. year and a half. So you have to, if you're a fan, have to stay on top of all of that. And then these assholes have the gall to introduce a deep dive comic book character that I don't know anything about. Don't give me fucking homework after you just had that release schedule. Don't give me like a now you have to know who Hercules is because, you know, I'm going to go and read it. And I, my brain barely remembers where I'm supposed, what I'm supposed to get from the goddamn grocery store without a list. Like, and, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, hope you remembered your Hercules lore, because we're gonna reference it." And mm-hmm. it's like, y'all, can we not? Like, can you just not give me homework? Like, don't give me homework. Even more, you're okay. introducing. Don't give me homework. And and so here's why I was also upset because I had this realization in the car, and and yeah. Doug is Doug. Doug can tell you. In short. Mar- this Marvel fatigue is paralleling with my, the fatigue I have in life. And this isn't yes. like a, yeah, like a, like a about. dark turn, but it's like, I'm so, I have to go every single day facing 
bad news after bad news after bad news after bad news. And all I'm looking for is a break. I'm looking for something to connect the dot and tell me, hey, hang in there, buddy. Things are going great. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna get to the end of the road here, but I just need you to stick in there with me. I know it's you bad. might not know the say, latest CDC Ooh. recommendation, but yeah, you know where Marvel's going. Like yeah, well, <laughs> and, well, well, and not even in that. I mean, in in like life in general. If life could yeah, give a sign that was like, hey, hang in there. Here's a breath of fresh air for you from yeah. all the bad news. Marvel and life were doing the same thing for me. Of Damn it, Marvel. I wish you would just give me something to pull me back in and give me something. If this is the thing that I have to watch consistently and you're the only ones putting out as mm -hmm. much content as you are compared to everything else, give me something that, that makes me hang yeah. on in there. Then when you give me in life, give me something to hang on to when it's shooting after shooting and all of this other bullshit. And it's yeah, like man. life after life after life. I just wanted, I'm, I just felt like it was a lot of shit where it was like, I can't take a breather from this. So my escapism is also not offering me a breather. Then where the fuck do I get my breather? Now sure. that's very dramatic, but that was kind of like a summary of the realization I had. I, I just want to say like, I, I hear you and I feel you, man, mm -hmm. because these things, I mean, <laughs> I, no, like it, the, the most recent incident occurred like 20 minutes away from me. Um, and we knew people that were affected and uh, this is going to connect, I promise. And mm. I'm going to bring us back to the happy, I promise. Uh, and uh, honestly, Thor love and thunder was like this bright point. And I, mm -hmm. and I like movies shouldn't have to anchor that for us in our daily life here. Right. But mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to be two hours of like these thunder gods just whipping hammers around and we're going to get, it's going to be a story and the story's going to finish and right. maybe I'll get like a tease of what's to come and that'll be exciting. And I guess that's, I get it. You want, you, you want to hang on to something like that. And I, I totally right. get it. And I think that I think on the Marvel's like side of things, like here's the thing. I saw a statistic on Twitter and I can't verify it because I don't know where it came from. But there's over 40 hours of phase four right now. Like, and if you just think about that for Jesus. a second, four, you have 40 hours and, and we still don't have a clear idea of where we're going. Our uh -huh. educated guess is secret wars. That's, yeah. that's yeah, where we're at. No sense. I still put our money there. And however, yeah. the idea that there isn't anything clear to kind of hang on to or like go back and watch the movies for X, Y, Z, right? Like that was part mm -hmm. of the fun of the other ones. I, I get where that frustration comes from. I think I'm weird in that, like, I trust Marvel. No, I'm not weird. I know exactly what it is. I I'm have this weird. such this overarching trust in Marvel that it's going to be all will be revealed at some point with someone walking mm -hmm. out behind a curtain mm -hmm. um, that I'm really OK with the ambiguity right now. And it's for me, it's fun. Like, right. Because right now what it feels like the best comparison I can make. Also, I'm going to do a rundown here. Quick statistics. Mm -hmm. Um of the Marvel movies, Shang-Chi is the only one that really advanced the meta narrative. That's the only one that we know there's a concern. There's a homing beacon in the rings. Um, the other one that kind of did was Eternals with the Celestials. Mm -hmm. uh, we know bad stuff's going to happen, but that's it. Like, that's the only meta narrative. So it feels like huh. a game board that we're opening. It feels like we're opening up a new like board game and Marvel isn't even setting the board. They're just showing you the pieces because yeah. of the rest of the movies, multiverse of madness, you get Clea 
Thor, you get Hercules. Black Widow, you get Julia Louise Dreyfus, probably Madame Hydra. Um, and then in Eternals, you also get Star Fox, Harry Styles. They're not providing any content, but yeah. they're showing you the game pieces that will eventually go on the board. And so it's yeah. like, okay, why are you not setting the table yet? Is that, yeah. and is that, is that part of phase five or mm-hmm. does it matter? Or is that part of or it? What, the other... Or what phase are we even in anymore? And does it matter? It right? Doesn't, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I get worried because, you know, I feel like they felt that because Kevin Feige wouldn't have come out and said, don't worry. It's coming. We're going to all will be revealed. I agree. Yeah. Brian, I think here's the other thing that I'll say. And, and Brittany actually turned me on to this a little bit. She said that she was reading an article today that talked about like why you shouldn't criticize um, in this example. And it was very timely given my location. She said like why a, a psychologist's reason about why you shouldn't criticize like Disney parents or Disney families or people uh, who are big uh, fans. <laughs> and she said that the Can article pointed to. Like, put, oh, you motherfucker brought him into this. <laughs> um, they said you shouldn't, you shouldn't criticize those folks or really folks of any. And I'll kind of expand this, and it's relevant. Trust me, I would expand this to everybody that's saying like it's a form of escapism. Like, you know, they they give you something to believe in. They they remind you of all the good things in the world. Like, yeah, is it an arm and a leg to get down here? Yeah, but the the joy that you see in some kids yeah. of either like seeing their favorite character or just getting to have like a pretzel in Magic Kingdom, like that stuff, yeah. like that mm-hmm. fills you with like the hope of the world of like things mm-hmm. are still good out there that can do that. But I think to kind of bring it on home is it stops being escapism when it becomes too much work. And I think there are just some yes. people out there that are like, this isn't an escape anymore. And that's yes. fine. And that is a yeah. valid critique. But I think, and so I think, I just hope that one, people can find their way to escape in it again. Or if they don't, they t- they give themselves a break. Because remember, these are just movies and shows. Yeah. They are not the end of your world or the it's end true. of life. You can take a break and check in with it later. They're all going to streaming anyway. Like Catch up when you feel like you can. Or when you feel like it's clearer. And if you're the yeah. type of person like me who feels like it's homework and you're going to do it anyway because that's the type of person you are, then do what you got to do. But don't, 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 like, don't burn yourself out pursuing your escape. That's then yeah. it's just no longer, so no, it's no longer serves its purpose. Well, and I, I agree. And I, I, wow, you said that really well, Doug, because like, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Like if you have the time and energy and you're like, I'm all in with MCU, I'm watching everything as it comes out. I'm going to connect yeah. those dots myself. That's great. Go do your like Good true Godspeed. crime board with red string and pictures and, you know, <laughs> map it all out. Great. Good for you. Um, <laughs> I just think that, you know, I just told you like, I'm still in, I'm still hyped, but I also, I have, I can also see the other side of this yeah. very easily that storytelling, like just yeah. right. my wife can speak to this better. She has a master's in British and English literature. And if we're actually like talking about story, if you would tell anybody else, okay, there's this story and there's like a big overarching story, but you need to watch 40 hours of all these other stories <laughs> Just to understand the main plot of the next You're going to read six books to understand that, these eight books. Right. That, what? that is not good storytelling. Mm-mm. So, like, Marcus, I get it where it's like I've invested my time 
I want to see something. I because yeah. it is a time investment, and I do think that's why some people are dropping off. Where it's like, nah, I'm gonna pass on Miss Marvel or She Hulk, not because I mm-hmm. don't think they're good shows, but I just I have too much and I want to watch other stuff. Like, yeah, if, you know, good luck if you want to watch Stranger Things because if you need to catch up on Miss Marvel, if you want to stay plugged into right. the MCU. I think that's um, another fair point is that the market for streaming content has become so saturated. Oh, we're saturated. All of the things now that remember back in the day, like we thought streaming was going to be our, like almost like our millennial, like fuck you to the cable company to be like, I'm going to take my time and my money back. And you know what it became for me? It became another cable. Cable cable. You have to have four things to Mm -hmm. watch all of the stuff you like. Is it still cheaper than cable for me? Let me have, is it more customizable because you can put your subscriptions where you want them? Right. You do still have a freedom that a cable contract, but it is the streaming content. I mean, there's four seasons of hour long episodes of stranger things. And if you miss one, like me, you're kind of left to say, I'm going to catch it when it's finished. This is the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. I totally skipped season four because it was too long. It's fine. And so Mm -hmm. I just think we are living in times where everybody's eyes, their time, the real estate on our eyes is at a premium. And so it, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to to f- f- feel that out and figure it out. So, so man, you two had such amazing points. I'm really happy. So did to you, Brian? Talk about this yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Oh well, look at us. I'm, yeah, I'm happy. To... We work well together. We work better together. Hey, great, happy to be in the room. This is a great little. Yeah. And for those of y'all that are worried about a two-hour podcast, don't worry. I read I read articles that said long streaming platform content long is the wave now. Absolutely. So, you know gentlemen thank you all for this journey uh thank you for bringing it up i'm glad we had time for it yeah Yeah, but gentlemen we are at the end of our podcast this is what uh do you all have to plug this week i can start us off lovenerds.com hey it's summer we got recipes there go check it out uh the lovenerds.com yeah don't forget to follow the mantra never offended always humble everywhere in your life and hey don't be fooled marcus still loves movies and will watch every mcu thing that comes out probably because fuck it that we have a podcast and this is what we do and also i love movies and i love the content and i'm gonna play devil's advocate sometime no pun intended that that was also our oh yeah thing too as well but shout out to roman myers honestly you know shout out to you guy we appreciate you just for being a dedicated listener and also just always being willing to just participate with us and give us quotes and put your money on the line that makes us that's gonna make us work 10 times harder you know that's just dope as fuck man so shout out to roman myers shout out to our patty family shout out to everybody that supports us 24 7 our significant others our families etc etc word absolutely that to be honest i don't even have anything because you worded that much better than i ever could and so listen to the podcast share us with a friend whatever you do to support us we absolutely appreciate but remember uh thank you all for for that support um but gentlemen we have a three-step process to success so brian please relegate us with the first step hey folks it's me telling you to read a book please any book a graphic novel a short story maybe a book of poems just read something find a way to express yourself through the written word because it's going to help you figure out who you are and then explain that to other people read a book absolutely marcus what is our second step? step 
You want to drink some water. Don't Whoa, be like Gore. Gore skin was dry as hell. Ashy, That's because he didn't have ashy. any water in his life. He was ashy. He couldn't even spit on his elbows if he wanted to. So mm. make sure <laughs> you are drinking some water and you are staying uh, salivated. Uh. Y'all ain't never, y'all laughing because y'all ain't never been desperate enough. You've been out and realized how ashy you were and you just do this right here. You just lick your palm and rub it on the ash because you just need to get it off of there. Yeah, I don't lick my elbow, but I mean, I, I'd be a freak if I could reach my elbow and kiss it. That anyway. would be, we'd have to, we'd have to put you in a circus. That's like, act, I think, that's like tying that. a cherry stem with your tongue. That's the same amount of freak level. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, the last step is, look, y'all, I am in basically a swamp. And the humidity is like effectively 99%. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know what the first thing that I do in the morning before I head out to this conference and I'm around other people is I wash my ass because I recognize <laughs> that to leave days worth of humid ass swass around is not just a disservice to me, but it's a disservice to the people around me. So be like me, wash your ass and your friends and your family will thank you. So there you have it. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. We'll be back. I next promise. Week with an episode. Next week we will do the re we will do the arranging of thing that gives we me will time to actually arrange everything. We will absolutely arrange we'll all of the time. content we've gotten in Phase Four. Um, also oh, yeah. follow us on TikTok because I got some more points I wanted to make about um Thor: Love and Thunder and the addressing of gods. And I wonder how you know how come we didn't address our Western civilization god directly very, um, very excited to see that so because i um, want to start an argument in the comments <laughs> gentlemen that does it and listeners that does it for this week's episode of films of black and white we'll be back next week with another episode uh but in the meantime in the between time stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we'll catch y'all next week